Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Facebook has been down, so this is going to go down in history as the day Facebook failed, just so everyone knows. But now, we have not failed, and we are not down. You can't take us down at Marriage Helper. And so we (laughs) still have our live show that we're doing, but because of all of the pivots of Facebook's down, now it's back up, this, that, or the other, um, we're just having some technical difficulties that we're getting through now. But Jesse, our producer, is getting us through it, and it's going to be awesome. I am joined here today by the one and only Dr. Joe Bean. <laughs> and the world is happy there's only one and only, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't know. I think everyone wishes they had their own personal mini Joe Bean oh, yeah, like right. on their desk. Even I'm not a mini, I'm a maxi. I'm a <laughs> big old boy. <laughs> Full size. <laughs> Full size. <laughs> size. But hey, if you're joining us, we're we're working on getting live on Facebook right now. But if you're joining us on Blog Talk, if you've called in, then we have exciting news for you because we are able to take callers on our Marriage Helper Live st- show starting today, which is absolutely exciting. And so if you've called in and you want to talk to us, then go ahead and press the number one on your phone, and that's gonna put you in the queue for our screener, Cassie, to know that you wanna talk to us, she's gonna talk to you, hear about what your situation is, and put you in the queue to hopefully be able to talk to us. So if you wanna talk to us, go ahead and press one. If you're listening to us, either online or on Facebook, here's the number if you wanna talk to us. 657-383-0812. Again, that is 657-383-0812. 0812. And then go ahead and press the number one if you have a question for Dr. Joe. And we will look forward to speaking with you. So Cassie's screening some people right now. Um, we'll wait to see to see how that goes. But until then. Oh, it's been a very interesting day when you find out just a half hour before you go on to Facebook Live that Facebook isn't live. As a matter of fact, we looked at the uh, chart uh, online and they were down all across the eastern seaboard. So that's pretty interesting. So uh, it's a very intriguing day in that mm-hmm. everything that we lined up and planned and made all these great plans to do <laughs> got messed up at the last minute. But it doesn't mean we don't care. And we do. And we'll be talking yeah. to you and, and we'll start talking, talking to these callers in just a few minutes. Yeah. Now remember, you'll be talking to us live and that this is actually being broadcast around the world. Therefore, yeah. behave. Right. <laughs> just you tell know, us, mm-hmm. And when you call, just tell us your first name. That's mm-hmm. all. We'll, we'll kind of keep you uh, anonymous in that sense. Tell us your first name. Yeah. And then um, we'll interact on the questions. And I'm sorry, yeah. interrupted you. No, you were I to say. actually was interrupting you. Yes. So what you were just saying about we had planned one thing. It went exactly the opposite. Isn't that so much like life, though? And so the way, you know, you can choose to view it one or two ways. We could have choose to view it as Facebook is down. Could have chosen. Could have chosen. Could have chosen. 
<laughs> now I'm just going to keep saying it my way just because I know it gets on his nerves. Okay. We could have chosen to, to say, you know what, this is going to get us off track. This is too much to handle. It could have gone one way if we had chosen our reaction to be one way about it. But instead, we chose to see the silver lining and say, you know what, this is a great opportunity to send out an email to our entire list, let them all know Facebook is down. And since they have nothing else to do, when Facebook is down, the world stops. So any questions that you have about any kind of relationships, it can be parenting, it can be friends, mm -hmm. but most of what we deal with have to do with romance. In other words, relationship between husbands and wives. Now you can ask a question about your boyfriend or girlfriend, your fiance if you wish, or if you have some kind of a difficulty going on in your marriage, more than, off, more than anything else, that's typically the kind of questions that we get. Mm -hmm. And we'll do our best to answer the questions as best we can. So Kimberly, how much longer before you think we'll be talking right. to someone we are, live? We are ready. So okay. we're going to make this work. Talk to the first caller. All right, Travis, we're trying to make you live. Travis, can you hear me? I can. Awesome. Perfect. Hi, Travis. How can we help you today? Um, <clears throat> my wife initiated uh, separation uh, two months ago, and, and since that time, I've only been communicating mostly through text. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering if you had any hel helpful tips or ideas of how to get her to open up a little bit more and maybe have conversation. Okay. When you say you're communicating only by text, I'm assuming then you have no business that puts you together, such as children or commas business interests or anything like that. Is that correct? Yeah, we have two children. And so do you see each other when you exchange the kids? Uh, yes. Okay. Now I'm assuming though, those are pretty brief that, uh, that you don't really have a chance to talk very much. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And so, let me make sure I understand what you're saying then. You're saying, okay, since most of our communication are by text, now are those texts brief and curt, or are you actually communicating with each other by text? Um, her responses are, are short. I, I try to go a little little deeper, and, and her response is always short. Okay, and when you say a little bit deeper, can you give me an idea of what kind of things you're trying to communicate by text, my friend? Um trying to tell her that I, I uh, empath empathize with her feelings and mm -hmm. and uh, that I care about her relationship uh -huh. you know want to see it it work out okay and uh, I it it gets shut down pretty quick okay and so when you say she has those very short responses can you give me an example of what she might say in yeah. that short response uh, she'll just say that I, if I tell her I empathize with her feelings, she'll, she'll just say, okay, or, okay. you know, I don't care. Okay. All right. So in other words, what you're telling me, if I'm hearing you right, my friend, is that what you're doing is not evoking the right kind of response in terms of what you want. Is that correct? Uh, can you repeat that again? Okay. What, what you're doing is not getting the kind of response that you want to get. That's what I'm hearing you saying. Right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, there's kind of a general principle here, Travis. And first of all, I'm, I'm, my heart hurts for you. Obviously you love this woman and obviously you'd love to have interaction with her. But if what you're doing is evoking responses that you don't want, then that generally means that you need to stop doing that. So if you're trying to explain yourself to her in text, if you're trying to communicate to her, I 
care about what you feel, etc. And her responses are back back to you are such things as I don't care or okay. Then my first advice would be if that's not working, then don't do that. Sometimes there's a, a patience matter that comes into here, and that can be awfully difficult when you love the other person. And the patience would be, okay, wait for the opportunities you have where communication actually does take place in some fashion. Now, it could be a while, particularly if when you're exchanging the kids, you're very briefly interacting with each other, and she has little to say. It would take a little while, but sooner or later, you'll have some kind of business to talk about when it comes to the kids, for example, like... Um, something with, with your son or your daughter or whatever that you're going to talk. And so at this point, I suggest don't push. Be careful not to push. If you haven't yet seen the video that Kimberly has done about smart contact, I strongly suggest you go find that. And Kimberly, you can tell in just a minute where people can find that. But find Kimberly's t uh, video that she did about smart contact. And, and even though it's going to be tough for you right now, Travis, I and mean, I know it's going to be tough, my suggestion is back off. Don't be sending texts that are going to get short responses. Because even though it will hurt that you're not having any kind of communication with her, it's still better to go a while without communication than to have communication that's evoking responses that you don't want to get. Because if you're getting those responses, it's probably meaning you're evoking emotions you don't want her to feel, like irritation or aggravation or whatever it might be. So if you can back off for a little while, my friend, just back off. Wait for the opportunities, and hopefully they'll come. I cannot guarantee you that they will. But hopefully those opportunities will come. And then you practice that smart contact where it's like if, if and when conversations ever come up, and hopefully they will at some point, come up where you can talk that you do then. But, but I suggest, of course, it's always your decision. You do what you think is right for you. But I suggest don't be sending texts to her that are evoking responses like this because it seems to be working against you. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Kimberly. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Kimberly, can you tell them very quickly how to find the smart contact? Yes, absolutely. So for the smart contact video and any other of our videos that Joe might mention throughout this, what are we calling it? <laughs> Podcast show, whatever this is we're doing. Uh, you can find those on YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com slash marriage helper, we have a ton of videos there and you can search for smart contact and you'll be able to see those, but there's a ton others as well. So go through those videos, uh, look for the topics. I think on our main marriage helper page on YouTube, you can see it broken down into topics and playlists. So that makes it really helpful for you as well. All right, Joe, we have another caller. I believe she pronounces her name Latara. Latara, you are live. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. All right, great. Okay, how may we help you today? Well, um, I've just been having some up and down, up and down marriage issues, maybe like three uh, well, no, we got married this year, February the 9th, and we had ceremony and all that stuff on May 26th of this year. And by August the 1st, August the 2nd, my husband just, you know, he's a truck driver on the road, and he just blindly, like, moves out, like, stops him home. You know, um, it found out he already had had, had an affair, the whole shebang. Um, and me and my husband, we are a magnetic couple. Um, 
And it's just one thing after the other, you know. I feel like I have taken on, you know, so much, like, responsibility. Like, he has uh, five um, kids by other women, and I have two. Um, and it's just like I'm trying everything I can to, you know, talk to him, to reach out to him, to I suggest counseling, this, that, and the third. I've got more involved deeply in church, you know, just for my own and my kids' sake, spiritual-wise. And it's just been, you know, he just wants to come and go, like, mm-hmm. when he feels like it. And only, like, for sexual, like, I guess, uh, favors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's rare. Even okay. that is. Kimberly, if you can help me out. I, you know, can't, um, I, don't, I can't hear. So, Kimberly, you can, can you help me? No, I cannot. So, she's, Latara, I believe this is what you're saying that your your husband comes and goes because of his job. Did you say he was a truck driver? Yes, he's a truck driver. However, okay. he, he deliberately likes to stay gone. Like, gotcha. him being a truck driver wasn't the issue, mm-hmm. you know, when we first got married. Mm-hmm. But he deliberately, like, like stays gone, won't come home, and said he'll go mm-hmm. elsewhere. So what is the specific question? His... I, I apologize that I'm having trouble hearing. I apologize for that. But Kimberly, can you help me understand what the specific question here is, please? Latara, I believe it, this is correct, that you're wanting to know what can you do so that he won't deliberately be gone so much and that he can be home more often. Is that correct? That and I'm just at a wit. Like, should I stay? Should I go? Like, this is months now. You know, I I'm just battling. You know, I don't know what to do as far as mm-hmm. my husband. Period is the same. Mm. She doesn't you know. I don't know period, how to reach out she to should him. Stay. Or whether or not she should go. And again, I apologize that I can't hear. Uh, sometimes I just have a little hearing problem already, and and I, uh, for whatever the volume there was not high enough for me, and I couldn't hear. I apologize for that. So, can I, I still? You need to help me understand the situation because I did not hear. So her husband is a truck driver, and he, while his profession makes him be gone more than mm-hmm. being at home, he also is deliberately not coming home when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So in that she doesn't know whether or not he should that she should stay in the marriage or not and if she does stay in the marriage because they have a lot of kids together i believe she said she has five he has two Mm -hmm. Uh, she's caring for him a lot they're deeply involved in their church or she's deeply involved in the church but i mean he's not he's not doing his part he's not helping out okay we talk about a thing sometimes called a core c-o-r-e and it has to do with something that continuing our relationship essential that's what it stands for, C-O-R-E, continuing our relationship essential. And when there's some behavior on the part of the spouse that must occur if you're going to continue this relationship, then we call that a core. Now, if you're going to set a core, then you need to have a conversation up front. And it needs to come not in terms of, of uh, what might appear to be an accusation where you're like, you don't do this and you must do this. And if you don't do this, here's this terrible thing that's going to occur. You start off by praise, praising it in, in the sense of your own need, your own desire, but more than a desire, really a need is a better word here. Well, you say, you know, it's very difficult for us to have a relationship when you're not here. I accept the fact that you're not going to be here when you have your job, when you're, when you're driving and traveling around the country. I accept that. But when you are in the area, then I need you to be here. And so I'm going to give you a core, a continuing a relationship essential. Now understand I'm doing this because I need this. 
and what I need is for you to be here. Now understand that if you're going to do that, you've got to make it specific enough that he understands what you're talking about. In other words, it can't just be, I need you to be here more because that's too nebulous. I mean, what does that really mean? So it's got to be something that's going to become measurable in some fashion. Like I, I need you here this much of the time. Now I, I did hear, I think that he has five children outside of this relationship. Is that correct? I think there's either five or two. There's okay. Well, anyway, has children. So you understand that if he has children in the area and he needs to go see those children, then, then don't make it your criteria that, you know, I need you here when there's time that you must be, or at least should be spending with these other children that are yours. So you make it reasonable. Uh, when you're in town, I need you here during dinner hours and then the evening so we can talk and spend time with each other. Or when you're here and you have a day off, I need you to spend at least X number of those days off with me. It has to be something that is reasonable. That's not unrealistic. And it has to be something that's measurable saying, this is what I need from you. Because right now, just saying, I need you here more is not enough. It's, it's got to be specific so that you both know what's expected. Now, if you give a core, and this is a condition for our relationship going on, okay, this is essential, then, then make sure you don't give too many. Make sure, as I've already said, that it becomes realistic and make sure that, that you then follow through with it so that if he does not fulfill the core. Now, the first thing I would do when giving the four is I would ask for his agreement. Will you agree to do this? If he says yes, great, that puts you way ahead of the game. If he says no, then you might want to say, tell me why not. Now, if you say that in, a, in an accusatory manner, he's going to argue, he's going to fight with you. So you don't say, why not? What you do is you go, help me understand what you think is reasonable, what you think is fair. Now, if he says something that's just unacceptable to you, like, well, I'll be home one night a week, even when I'm in town, and you go, no, that's not acceptable to me. I can't do that. What you're trying to do is to find something where he and you both can say, okay, this is workable. This is doable. I can live with this. And then once you set that criteria, okay, that, that condition of a relationship, uh, continuing our relationship essential, that's what GORE stands for, continuing our relationship essential, then if he doesn't do that, that's when you start saying, okay, then there's going to be some consequence for you not doing this. I would not start with the idea of leaving because that's a pretty drastic thing to begin with. And it's kind of interesting. If you look at the research out there, the first time somebody mentions, well, maybe I just need to leave this relationship. The first time you say that it actually weakens the relationship. And the more often you say it, the more it weakens the relationship. So I surely wouldn't start with that. I would start with something else. Like if you don't fulfill this core, then here's a negative. Um, and and you, only you can decide or establish what that negative would be. But I surely wouldn't start with, okay, it's time to leave if you don't do this. I'd, I'd build something before that and try to make this happen. But remember, whenever you do it, be reasonable. Uh, if you make it unreasonable, then it's not going to work no matter what. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. All right, Joe, the next caller we have, and again, before we go to the next caller, if you're listening in and you have a question that you want to ask, be sure to press the number one and our screener that's talking to people before they come to us, she'll, she'll get with you and, and, uh, and know that you have a question so that you can be put in the queue to speak with us. And hopefully we'll get through. We have a lot of people waiting. So you may need to shorten your answers a bit okay. for everyone right. to... And I would ask, uh, because we're, we're still trying to make all this system work for us, uh, speak clearly and, and, loud. and loudly, if you don't mind, please. Use your cheerleader voice. It'll be great, guys. Um, and if you're listening in on Facebook or on Blog Talk and you're saying, what's the number? The number is 
657-383-0812. Again, that's 657-383-0812. You can either just listen to the show by calling in on that, or you can press one and you can be put in the queue to speak with us as well. All right, Joe, this next caller, Jason, it says that he's standing for his marriage and his wife left. There is an affair involved. So let me mm-hmm. pull Jason up. Jason, can you hear us? <clears throat> yes, I can. How may we help you, Jason? Well, I'm. we separated for about a week. Mm-hmm. We've been together seven years. We have two children together. Mm-hmm. And I thought the marriage was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, the person involved was a coworker who was also my best friend, who she got involved with. Mm-hmm. Claims it's not an affair. Claims they're not a thing. But I know that's not the truth. Right. She says she wants to focus on her and the kids only. And that's it. Yet there's things being posted on Facebook and all these things that I know she's lying about. I'm not when you I'm say trying you, not to When you say you her. know she's lying and you know this is not the truth, how do you know? Well, she already told me that she loves him. Mm-hmm. But she's also said that she is in love with me and that she's also given up because of the problems that we had in the past. And she was not willing to work on us. Mm-hmm. she was ready to go to marriage counseling. And then the day after I had this epiphany, basically where I, I knew I had to tell her so I could fix my marriage about my porn addiction. And I mm-hmm. wanted to fix that so we could address that and fix our, our mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. After I told her that that's when we separated and now I'm back home for the kids, mm-hmm. but things are very difficult. I'm not sure how to, contact with her last night we had a conversation she hugged me but she also then blew up at me and i i don't know okay if i may ask what did what happened that caused the blow up what happened that caused her to blow up well i was getting on her so we have an ipad and my son i was cooking dinner and Mm -hmm. i was going to netflix Mm -hmm. and her pictures were open and i ran into um unfortunately pictures i really wish i never saw Mm -hmm. um and are these pictures the reason that you know that they're involved with each other? Are the pictures giving you that yes. knowledge? Okay. And so she blew up because of the fact that, and she accused you of prying and that you were uh, violating her, her space and all those kinds of things when she blew up. Is that correct? To an extent, yes. She yeah. also said she just doesn't care anymore what people think. She's lashing out at everybody. And mm-hmm. she's basically said that our marriage hasn't been good for a long time right. and I wasn't meeting her needs. So she found them somewhere else. Okay. So and she how, doesn't want to work on us. Mm-hmm. So how can we help you? After I admitted the porn addiction. Mm-hmm. So how can we help you today, my friend? What's the specific question, if I may ask? Well, I'm standing for my marriage, mm-hmm. but when we, when we converse, things get heated and should I let her contact me? Cause even though we're in the same house, I, she wants to talk about things and I don't know how to go about it without being hurt or even cause she knows when I'm hurt, even if I don't say it or sh- try not to show it. And I just, I want us to work, but mm-hmm. I don't know how to go about it. And I'm trying to get her to the workshop and I want to, mm-hmm. but I can't get her to agree to anything, not even counseling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so right now, She's got herself convinced that she doesn't want to be with you, but she did let you come home because of the fact that she cares about the kids. Is that correct? 
That's what I heard yeah. you say, right? Okay. And then the conversations, does she start the conversations or do you? Uh, that time I did, but it's mostly, a lot of it's her starting a conversation to an extent. Okay. And when she starts a conversation, what is she talking about? What are the gist of the conversation? She asks me what's wrong. And she's like, I care about you. I want to know. I want to help. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I tell her, just don't worry about it. I'm, I'll be fine. And then she just keeps crying. And eventually, mm-hmm. why would out. you say that? Why would you say that you're fine and she shouldn't worry about it when that's not true? <clears throat> because when I tell her about what's wrong, mm-hmm. she gets very defensive mm-hmm. and angry and mm-hmm. then starts to blame me for all of this. Mm-hmm. And says if I never lied to her about the addiction for so long, mm. yeah, maybe we could have worked things out. Well, yeah, you understand that the porn addiction is not a good thing, obviously, but you also understand that didn't lead to what's going on right now, right? Sorry, what was that? The porn addiction is not a good thing, okay? But you understand that what's going right. on now is not a result of the fact that you've been watching pornography. You are aware of that, correct? I'm very aware, and I told her I'm. I'm actually getting counseling and going to a lot of things to recover from that addiction. Okay. In these conversations, may I suggest, here's what you try. When she starts a conversation and she says, what's wrong? Rather than going into detail, first of all, if it were I, now you make your own decisions. You decide what you must do. But if it were I, I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't say, I'm okay, I'm fine, don't worry about it, because that's not the truth. If it were I, I'd say something like this. Well, I'm hurt because I love you. And then I wouldn't elaborate. I wouldn't explain any further than that. If she asked further questions like, well, tell me why you're hurt, be careful not to put it in the realm of her, like, well, because of the fact that you're in love with another guy. Because once you put it in the realm of talking about her behavior, then the most natural thing that people do is to become defensive. Therefore, if if you're going to try to avoid that and I'm not saying that you 100% can, but if you're going to try to avoid that, what you do, rather than saying, well, I'm hurt because you're, you're in love with this other guy, what you say is, I'm hurt because of the fact that I love you so much and I, I wish we could work this out. So you always put it in the framework or the realm of what you feel rather than what she's doing. Now, that does not mean that she necessarily won't become defensive, but it decreases the likelihood that she'll become defensive. And so my recommendation, my suggestion, you know, you do what you think is right, but my suggestion is be honest, but be careful not to appear to be attacking her. And if she says something like, well, we wouldn't be in this situation if it hadn't been for your porn, just say, I'm sorry that hurt you. I'm getting that worked on, period. I wouldn't go to, the more you try to explain the more likelihood there is there's going to be a discussion here where you go back and forth. And, and really, I'm thinking what you really want to accomplish here is for her to continue to care about what you feel without feeling she has to defend herself, without feeling she has to attack you. Because the more she can think, wow, he is hurting, I am part of this hurt, without you beating her up with that, or even if she feels she's being beaten up with that, the greater the likelihood that you could potentially turn this thing around. Now, you've got a long way to go. I understand that. And things are pretty rough right now. And I'm not going to try to smooth it over by saying that they're not. But I think if you try those techniques right now, they will work to your advantage. Maybe not immediately, but they have a much greater likelihood of working that way in the long run. Give it a try, my friend. It certainly can't hurt. (laughs) Right. This is the last thing. I'll be really quick about it. I know you're on time. Um, She has told me multiple times that she still loves me with everything and she is very still much in love with me. Mm-hmm. 
when she says those things, I know she means it. Yes. Now, I don't know when, when she says those things, does that mean, and she's also told me she's conflicted. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to take that if I need to just acknowledge that or just be hopeful and, well, it's good news. It's a whole lot better than if you weren't conflicted, which is why I was suggesting the methodology that I did. If, if you can say things in such a way where it shows you're hurt because she still cares about you, without her feeling she's being attacked or judged, then it increases the likelihood that her positive emotions towards you are like, wow, I, I need to stop hurting this man. I'm glad that she still is in that state where she still does love you and she still does care about you. I'll guarantee you there's a ton of people listening and watching right now that would trade places with you in a heartbeat. Now, I know it's tough on you, and I'm not trying to say it's not bad, but um, I would take hope in that. But just remember, speak in terms of you and what you feel and try not to do anything to make her feel attacked or defensive, my friend. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, Joe, the next caller we have, her name is Lauren. Her, mm-hmm. She's a military wife. Her husband is deployed and wants a divorce. He doesn't want to see her at all, mm-hmm. and she wants some advice. Lauren, can you hear us? Yes, hi. Hey, Lauren, how are you today? Good, how are you? You could probably be better, right? I'm, I'm doing good. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for asking. What is your, what is your question for Dr. Joe? So I know you already explained the situation a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. I I would like to try um, everything I can to um, avoid this divorce that mm-hmm. he wants to pursue. Mm-hmm. But because he doesn't want to see me in person, I'm kind of stuck. And I already bought the ticket to go out there. I have a family that I can visit, but I really want to see him in person. And he just keep pushing me away. He just doesn't want to see me period so I want to know if there is a way for me to I guess talk to him so he can at least see me in person mm-hmm. How because long is... if he pressed on with this, if How... he pressed on with this divorce I probably won't see him ever again where so he's not combat deployed he's forward deployed um not combat deployed because you know, he's, he's in Korea. I mean, I, I can go visit him. So you could go see him. So what do you think you're going to accomplish if you go to see him when he's saying, don't come? Um, at least I can see him in person and discuss mm-hmm. but why how, but he how, But how is he going to react? If he's saying, I don't want to see you, don't come, and you go, do you think he's going to become more defensive or do you think he's going to see you and all of a sudden his heart's going to melt? What are you anticipating he's going to do? How he's going to react? Mm, He'll be mad at first. (laughs) And do you think just your being there is going to make him be less mad? Probably not. <laughs> okay. Now, obviously, you can do whatever you think is the right thing to do. And if you want to go over there and, and, and see him, you certainly have the right to do so if you wish. But if you're going to do that, I think you should be really honest with yourself and think like this. It may make him matter. He may still not talk to you. He may see you and get furious and turn around and walk away and refuse to see you whatsoever. If that were to happen, if it actually escalates the situation, and I realize you might be thinking, well, at this point, I've got nothing to lose. I might as well roll the dice. And, you know, that might be the smart thing to do is to roll the dice since you apparently have nothing to lose. 
But how are you going to handle emotionally and financially if you fly over there and, and you see him and rather than it somehow giving you a chance to talk where you work this out, which I guess is possible, but if it reacts, if, if it reacts the other way, if he continues to do what he's doing now, how is that going to affect you? Mm, I'll, I'll be, I'll be hurt, honestly, but mm -hmm. at least I know that I tried everything I can. Mm -hmm. Lauren, how long have y'all been married? Five years. Five years. Wow. And you, I'm, do you, you don't have any kids? No, we don't. Um, I mean, we have two dogs, which he adores, yeah. but mm -hmm. not real kids. Um, did he want a divorce before he left for Korea, or did this happen since he's been in Korea? Since he's been in Korea. And how, um, how so long has he been we've been there? together. He's been there six months now, and we've okay. been together eight years altogether. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We... We did three years long distance relationship before we got married. Okay. And before he left and Korea, was every, uh, before he left her Korea, was everything fine then, as far as you know? As far as I know, but he said it wasn't fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, but you had no inkling of what's going on until after he got to Korea. Is that correct? What was that? Sorry. You didn't, you had no inkling that things were bad until after he got to Korea. Correct. And how long after he got to Korea before you heard that? It was um, four months after he got there. So about okay. two months ago. So what you're assuming is that something happened after he got to Korea. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, obviously we don't know. You don't know. I certainly don't know. But that is certainly a possibility. Hey, if, if you want to go over there and see him, it is certainly your choice. If that's going to give you closure, okay. But if you do that, just remember this, my friend. Be prepared in advance to handle the pain in case it goes badly. Mm -hmm. Now, if it goes well, okay. wow, what a good roll of the dice. Can it work to, for you and more power to you? And, and while that is a possibility, it doesn't sound like it's a probability and if you think you can handle it, if you think you can handle the pain if it goes south, if it goes badly, and it's not going to hurt you badly financially, then it's certainly your choice. And if, you, if that's the only way you're going to have peace of mind, then go after the peace of mind. Just be prepared mm -hmm. to handle the pain if it doesn't work, okay? Yeah. And Lauren, just to give you some encouragement, my, my husband was uh, stationed in Korea. That was our first duty station when we got married. And I went with him mm -hmm. for the first year. And then for the second year he was there, I came back home and we were separated. And I will tell you, not mm -hmm. just for me personally, but for most of the families I know where Korea has been a duty station, um, there has mm -hmm. been a lot of stuff like this happening. Um, Korea is a very stressful duty station. And so there's always uh -huh. that threat of, of war or what if something goes wrong. And of course, I don't know what MOS your husband is or where he's stationed, but it's it's not an easy place to be. And so I want to give you some encouragement that um, I, you know, I do believe you should do what you need to do and you should be prepared for whatever the outcome might be if you go to Korea. But um, even if you know someone that he's stationed there with that y'all have been friends with in the past, that um, if it would be appropriate for you to reach out and just say, hey, is everything OK with him? Um, that. You know, I, I'm not telling you what to do, but that might be the first thing I do, depending on my relationship with the people he's stationed there with. 
Um, because it is difficult when you're separated and, and when Jag is involved, you know, just all of those things, it can seem like there's no hope. Um, but Mm -hmm. just be encouraged that it, it is a stressful situation. You're not alone in this and that you're, you know, your marriage can still be saved. Um, I don't know what might be going on, but, um, I believe that you can work through it. Um, no matter what it could be, but I encourage you to even just go to marriagehelper.com, go to our YouTube channel and look into the resources that we have there about pies, about smart contact, about all those things. They still apply, um, even with your situation, the way that it is. But my heart goes out to you as a military wife. I, as a prior military wife, I understand how hard it can be. So just be careful. If you reach out to a friend that, uh, you don't, call or contact a friend mm-hmm. who then goes and says to your husband, your wife's trying to check up on you, that can backfire really quickly. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I won't say what I would do, but <laughs> if you want to find out, you can try and reach me. <laughs> but okay. anyway, thank you. Thank your husband for his service and thank you for your service as well as a military spouse. All right. The next person that we have is, um, let me see. I, I had found it and now it's we have a lot of a lot of people in the queue here. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have John. He's separated from his wife currently. He currently, or he's talked to another woman, um, and it says that they're currently in a broken marriage. John, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yes. Can can. Okay, great. So, what can we do for you I today, John? What happened is, I'm looking for a little guidance. Okay. My wife left me six months ago. I'm sorry. Um, about three months after she left, she became in an emotional affair with a man. Now, she says it never became physical, but mm-hmm. I found him sending her inappropriate photos of himself. No. Well, after that, I was very hurt and wounded, mm-hmm. and I began talking to an old friend mm-hmm. who my wife happens to hate. Mm. Well, things started getting better between my wife and I, mm-hmm. and then she checked her phone records and found out that I was talking to this person mm-hmm. and she became irate. And this was the last betrayal. I can't take this anymore. I hate you. And we're done. Mm-hmm. Now we've been together for 14 years, married for six mm-hmm. and we have a nine-year-old son together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so what's the I'm specific kind of question? About a loss. What's the what's the specific question you're asking, John? Is there any betrayal that's too big to overcome? No. Mm. <laughs> if you ask it like that, no, there's not. We've seen people overcome everything you can possibly imagine. Now, it's it's kind of interesting that you mention this, but we see it where that, okay, she first was emotionally involved with somebody else, but then when she found out that you were connected to somebody that she didn't like, she was the one that blew the gasket and got really mad at you. While that to many people out there who are listening and viewing would say, wow, that's just not fair. It, it's, it happens a lot. It happens a whole lot. And, and John, understand that you're probably dealing with a whole lot more emotions here than her dislike for this other person. I mean, I don't know your wife, therefore I can't tell you things about her because I don't know. If I were going to take educated guesses, it would be, you may be dealing with some guilt over what she felt for the other guy. You may be dealing with some jealousy over, my goodness, I never thought that you would talk to anybody else but me. It may be some great strong dislike to this other person 
for whatever reason. I mean, for all I know, they were rivals at some point or whatever. But, but you're probably not dealing with a simple thing here. I mean, there's a, probably, in all likelihood, a lot of different emotions in this mixture. But that still doesn't make it impossible. It might make it a little bit more difficult, but it certainly doesn't make it impossible. Are you and she having any communication with each other now at all? Currently, no. Now, since she left, she's become a completely different person and is very self-centered. She only thinks of herself. Okay. She claims she thinks of our son, but she skipped his last football game to go get drunk, and mm. she's just hanging out with a bad crowd. And that's so sad. And and that's been for how long now? Six months. Six months. So does she have anything to do with the son at all? Oh, yeah. Yep, we have shared custody. Every five days we uh, switch with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you switch, do you have any kind of communication with each other at all? Uh, brief. Brief. And so there's really no communication taking place between the two of you? Um, not currently. Now, we were mm-hmm. Until... before she found out that I was talking to this friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was pretty much it. Right. So are you beating yourself up now, my friend? Um. Definitely, but I realize I can't keep looking back, and I have to forge a way forward. I'm right. currently on week three of the Save My Marriage program. Good, good. Okay. Well, I, I do suggest you stop beating yourself up. Whatever, I mean, nobody does things perfectly. I don't care who they are, and sometimes some of us do things that are really, really stupid. I'm not saying you did, but I certainly have. Okay. If that meant that it was impossible to put marriages back together, then no marriage would get back together. You understand? Because a lot of people do a lot of screwy Mm -hmm. things. Even good people do sometimes things that are just bad. So here's the deal. First of all, if she's out exploring other lifestyles right now, you say she's become very um, self-centered. You say she's went off and got drunk rather than going to your son's uh, uh, game, etc. Then If she's doing that, then she's exploring some things. You see, the general principle is this. People don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean it's necessarily better, but they believe that it's better. And sometimes people leave for another person, for example. Sometimes people leave because this relationship was just so bad they went out of it. Sometimes people leave because of the fact that they start exploring a lifestyle that, at least in the short term, becomes pretty interesting to them because it's not the way they've been living. And so in their viewpoint, that lifestyle is better than what they left. That may be what's going on with her her right now. And this thing about, you know, you contacting the other woman, that's over, I'm assuming you're not involved with her anymore. Is that correct? No. Yes, correct. I cut off all communication altogether. And she, the other woman, said it was a good idea. Okay. Well, good. Well, since you're already in the online program, you understand we talk about the thing called PIES, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. Work on those. Work on those. Just keep working on you. Right now, while she's doing that, and I know it's awfully difficult to be patient, and sometimes it's like, tell me what I can do to make things change right now. Unfortunately, things often don't change right now. It doesn't mean they won't change. It just means they're not going to change in the short term. So as you continue to work on those things called pies, and we'll tell other people watching in a minute how they can find out about that, then also, anytime she communicates with you, and, and sooner or later, that's going to start happening in all likelihood. When it does, just remember to be that safe place. I don't mean you become, you know, the, the doormat that she walks on. I don't mean that. But I mean that where you become understanding and compassionate and listening and et cetera. And 
if you let yourself beat yourself up too much about having communicated with that other woman, it's going to affect the way you think about you, which is definitely going to negatively affect your own pies and negatively affect your ability to be that safe place. So as best you can, my friend, get over that. It's done. It's over. Don't live in the past. And when those opportunities begin to present themselves, and the fact that you've got a child means that they very likely will happen at some point, then you be that safe place. But right now, in the short term, all you can do is work on you and, and be patient, my friend. And I know you don't want to hear that. I know everybody wants this magic answer. But that's all you can do right now is work on you and be patient. Okay? Okay. I will try my best. Okay. I have a hard it. time giving her her space that she wishes. Yeah, I know. I know, particularly when they're doing things that you don't think they should do, like going out and getting drunk. It can be really, really hard. But is she, in her heart, a good person? Yes, that's why I'm sticking with it. I've heard okay. you say it many times. She's good. a good person who's in a bad way right now. Okay, then she's worth and, waiting on, my friend. Mm-hmm. She's worth waiting on. You can do it, John. You can. Hey, we're on your corner, buddy. We are. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you, and I hope I, we can come to your uh, oh, love marriage to see rescue. You. Would love to meet you. Yes, yes. love to Thank have you, you very on much, our workshop. Sir. Thank okay. you, John. All right. Great. All right, the next question that we have, we have Becky. Mm-hmm. Becky, um, let me. Becky, can you hear us? Yes. Hi. Hi, Hi Becky. How may we help you today, um, Becky? Well, I'm calling because uh, my husband left six months ago, Hmm. claiming he didn't love me anymore and denied an affair, uh, which I've now found out he is in an affair, Mm -hmm. which he still denies. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing smart contacts and pies, but my smart contact has mainly been no contact because he avoids me like the plague. Hmm. And he just sent me an email um, that he wants to meet this week to discuss divorce. He says, I've been putting it off too long and he's ready to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for some advice for what I meet with him, how to continue to put it off, um, whether it's appropriate at this time to ask him to go to the workshop and, or whether I should try to expose the affair. Mm. So what do you think you would gain by exposing the affair? Well, I wondered if perhaps it would take away some of the limerence effect, the hiding, and the, and the little fantasy of it being secret. It's possible, but what's more likely, and again, I'm, I'm not God, so I can't tell you what people are going to do, and it's possible that it might do that, you're right, but what's more likely is that it's going to be like, well, now that it's out on the open, we can actually be more into this than we were before. We don't have to worry about hiding things or keeping people from finding out, et cetera. And so sometimes it actually can intensify the limerence in the short term uh, just because of the fact that they feel freer. Limerence typically ends in one of three ways, one of which they wind up together, but that doesn't mean just that now they're exposed. It means they actually wind up together. Um, A second way that it ends, of course, is if one stops reciprocating, like one starts one no longer wants to react to the other, pulls away, you know, that kind of thing. And so while exposing it could maybe make the limerence in faster, it may actually make it go the other direction for a while. Now, do you have children together? Did you just say, I don't remember. Uh, No children. We've been together eight years, married seven, and Mm -hmm. we own several assets. 
but no children. Okay, but you have a business together then because you have own assets together. Uh, We have a couple of investment properties in our personal home. Okay, all right. Now, do you have an attorney yet? I'm sorry, what was that? Do you have an attorney? Um, I have one lined up, but I have not retained her yet. Okay. All right. If, if he meets to div- discuss divorce, now, I don't know that you gain anything by refusing to meet with him. I mean, it's obviously your choice, and if you don't want to meet with him, then don't meet with him. If you do meet with him, then my suggestion is don't say anything. In other words, don't promise anything, don't demand anything, just listen. And you might want to take a notepad and just write whatever he says, you just write down. If he pushes you for agreement on anything, just say, well, I can't, I can't decide that today. If he says, well, at least you can decide on this, and you say, no, I can't decide that today. And you make sure you write down everything that he wants. Now, the reason that becomes important is when you understand what the other person's motivations are, okay, and, and obviously it would appear that one of his motivations is he wants to be with her. But when you start listening to the divorce demands, you might find out more of what his motivations are. At that point, I would suggest, now it's obviously your choice, we cannot tell you what to do, but I would suggest you go see your attorney. Have, has she been recommended as being somebody who's tough? Um, she's a, a personal friend of mine and she, I know her reputation. She's a partner in her firm and she's excellent. She's kind of a shark. Okay, well, that's um, what you want. Like a, a, <laughs> Attorneys are, are gladiators, and you want those gladiators fighting for you, okay? And then if you go see your attorney, again, these are suggestions. You have to make your own decisions. I would take that list with me. I would go see my attorney and say, look, what I really want to do is save this marriage. But if he's going to persist in this, then I want you to protect me to the nth degree. And then, and then let her come up with the kind of demands that she's going to make back toward him. Now, the reason that we recommend you find an attorney who's really tough, one who can be a gladiator, is that sometimes the other person needs to understand the consequences of his behavior or her behavior, as the case may be. Meaning that don't, don't think it's just going to be easy. For example, he might come to you and say, well, I tell you what, we can just do this amicably and let's just use the same attorney and it'll be easy and it won't cost us much money. And so this is what we should do. My recommendation, suggestion, you make your own decision, would be, no, I'm going to use my own attorney, that friend of mine. I'm going to use her, and whatever she suggests, I'm going to do. The reason that you do that is so that when you come back and and begin to make him realize there are going to be consequences to this, when he gets mad at you, if he gets mad at you, then what you say is, well, I would love to save the marriage. And if you're willing to do the things to see if we can possibly work it out, I'm ready to do it. So it's not my choice to end this marriage. But as long as you pursue this, then I'm going to follow my attorney's advice because I know she's looking out for my welfare. And if he says, well, she's being mean, she's being unfair, she's being cruel, whatever he might say, you go, I'm so sorry you feel that way, but I must follow my attorney's advice because I know she's looking out for my welfare. In other words, you make her the bad guy. Now, in that process is when sometimes you can actually use this. Uh, Tell you what, here's this one thing that you want that my attorney says we should fight. And make sure that you hear what I'm saying here. I can can give you that, but here's what I want in return. You go with me to this three-day intensive for marriages, and if you'll go through it, not, not just be there, but actually participate in it, if you'll go through that with me, then I'll give you this if we still choose to divorce. Now, if you do that, make sure that whatever this is, 
is something that you're willing to give up. In other words, don't promise it and then back off. That's not good. And if you're going to wind up giving it up, don't wind up later getting mad at yourself. Like, I can't believe I offered him that. So if you decide to trade something, make sure it's something you're willing to give and you're not going to be mad about it if you wind up giving it. Because while our intensive workshop has a three out of four success rate, understand that's three out of four. That's not four out of four, meaning there's still a one out of four chance that it might not work. Therefore, you might wind up losing this thing. But if your attorney understands up front, I want him to understand the consequences of his behavior. I want him to realize it's not going to be this easy piece of cake thing that he wants. I need you to be my gladiator. But at the same time, I really want to save the marriage. And that's why I want you to be so tough. It's not because I want vengeance. It's because I'm, I just want to make sure he understands what this is. Uh, then, then that's the way, if it were I, that's the way I would go. So to summarize all that, I got a little long there. Number one is if it were I, I'd go ahead to the meeting, but I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't make any demands. I wouldn't make any promises. I'd just make notes. And anything he asked you to agree on, just say, well, I can't do that today. I've got to talk to my attorney. Well, no, you don't. No, this is fair to you. Well, it may be, but I've got to go talk to my attorney. And, and then you go that route. Does this make any sense to you whatsoever, or did I just ramble too much there? No, it does, it does make complete sense. And just to make sure I understand, you would not suggest bringing up the workshop in this meeting. You would wait until after I talked to the attorney and do it in a second meeting? Yes, that's my general suggestion. But then again, if he says just the right thing in this meeting, then, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, you can bring it up in this meeting. It's not a hard and fast rule. Uh, I'm just anticipating that, that this conversation is not going to go in such a way that where that would be the right place to do it. But if you're there and what he's saying and it becomes reasonable, sure, go for it. Uh, there's not going to be anything to lose. I wouldn't just try to jam it in. <laughs> I'd wait to make sure the opportunity really existed. Okay. I think you just barked. Well, Did she just bark? I heard somebody bark. <laughs> Didn't I hear somebody bark just then? Yeah. I, I apologize. I <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I just sure. I just didn't want you barking at me. I wanted to make sure that was a dog. <laughs> no. Okay. No. And I appreciate the advice. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day. So you're saying like, just like Ross on Friends, she needs to be willing to pivot the call. You know, I was not a fan of the movie, of the, of the TV show the Friends, TV show. therefore I, I don't know. It's a famous episode. They're trying to get this couch down these stairs and Ross just keeps yelling, pivot, pivot, and no one will pivot. Hmm. How it's about that? It's hilarious. <laughs> Someone needs to back me up on this. <laughs> All right, next we're going to Jeff. Maybe he's seen the episode. All right, Jeff, can you hear us? Jeff, Maybe. are you there? Are you there, Jeff? Oh, okay, no. what's the area code? 626. Jeff at 2626. Can you hear us, Jeff? I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. So not Jeff. We will go on. Um, all right, next we have Jason. Jason, who is a recent graduate of the workshop. Jason, can you hear us? Hey, Jason, can you? Yeah, turn down your phone or your computer or something, buddy. We can hear ourselves. Thank you. Perfect. Hold on. Yeah, see, it confuses me enough to hear myself the first time. It really confuses me if I hear myself the second time. Yeah, we can hear you now. And we can't hear us coming through your line, so that's perfect. How may we help you, friend? Perfect. Okay, so, uh, 
first of all, I went to the workshop last weekend with my wife and I, uh, or obviously with my wife. But uh, the day before we got there, she later admitted she was dead set on divorce. By Friday, she was questioning herself. By Saturday, in the small group, she cheerily admitted that she wants to save her marriage. So I, I can't thank you guys enough for what you do. Um, thank you. But that's a, yes. Um, a little background real quick. We've been together 17 years. In that 17 years, we have never had a good uh, sexual intimate connection or passionate connection, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, first, the first couple of years, it was frankly painful for her. Mm. Once uh, we got past that, we had kids, and then you know that kind of put a wrench in stuff. And, uh, and looking back, I realized that um, you know, really a big part of that is she would reject me or not give me what I want, if I can say that. Mm-hmm. And I would pout and make her feel guilty. And mm-hmm. I realize this now looking back and, uh, in return, she would reject me more and feel yeah. farther from me. And then, you know, re- repeat, repeat, repeat. So we mm-hmm. never had a great sex life. Gotcha. Um, fast forward to two months ago, we had a casual talk about divorce and kind of agreed that maybe that's the role we should take. Um, this is after I, rightfully accused her of having an emotional affair all summer. Mm -hmm. Um, Two days after that talk, she, uh, the emotional affair turned physical. Okay. Um, And she, she admitted it to me. um, And I, I of course, did all the wrong things and asked all these questions that created images in my mind. And, you know, one of the things she said was for 17 years, she thought she was broken. And now she knows she's not Mm -hmm. because of the experience she had with this person. So, Um, anyway, we're moving past that, but I guess my question is, where do I start? How do I possibly, how do we possibly build from scratch an intimate, satisfying, you know, uh, marriage, uh, in the bedroom, so to speak, going forward when that's something that we've never had in the past 17 years? That's an excellent question. And it is going to require basically a retraining, if you will. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. While I'm so very sorry that she went up having the affair with the other guy, at least at least she knows now that she can be sexual. And I, I know that's terrible for you. I get it. I, and I'm so sorry that happened to her. Uh, tell you what I'll do so for frankly, you. That's how I'm choosing to look at it. Yeah. So uh, I'm choosing to look at it that way as well, because that's what I need to do to forgive and move on and save my marriage. So good. Uh, I agree. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you something. How about that? Mm-hmm. And uh, you get to uh, call our office and, and uh, uh, they'll know who you are. And I'm going to give you access to a program that is, uh, what's the name of the program? It's, <laughs> it's called The Spark. And we aren't officially launching it to the Marriage Helper community until February. But you get it now. And if, okay. if your wife will go through it, it's an online program. It's got up to seven and a half mm-hmm. hours of teaching about sex, but, uh, but you stop and do certain exercises, sometimes where you're writing and thinking, sometimes where you're actually doing things with each other, and, uh, and, and, and people pay for that, okay? It's, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give it to you free if, now here's the if, you've got to ask her if she's willing mm-hmm. to go through it with you. And if she's willing to go through it with you, then you call us back and say, uh, Dr. Bean promised me this. My wife said she will go through it with me. And here's the second if. If after you get done with it, you write us a referral about it. Now, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, write yeah. and say you didn't like it. If you, if you did and it did good things for you, then you write us and tell us that it did good things for you. Is that fair enough? 
That's fair, but let me interrupt. I okay. actually bought the Spark uh, the day after we returned from the workshop, so could you do me a favor mm-hmm. and give what you were willing to give me to someone else that might need it? Uh, because I did already purchase it. The Spark? He already bought it. Back. You already bought it. <laughs> okay, I will. I bought it on Monday. I, but yeah, give it to someone else who might need it a little more. If you I will. Or, or need it as well. Um, I, will I will do that. But but I guess the, que- the follow-up question to that is that, I did buy it and printed the workbooks and stuff, but, you know, I, I'm a little bit nervous to bring it up right away because we're literally seven days back from the workshop and I'm worried about going all in too much. Like, let's do this, let's do that. Let's, you know, um, mm-hmm. overwhelming her with my desire to want to actively work on the merits when, you know, I feel like she's still coming to terms with um, being completely disengaged from the marriage for the last year or so. And now all of a sudden, deciding, well, I guess we will try to work. And Very you know, wise. I'm 100% in. Very wise. You know? Very wise. Patience can be a real key here. Patience can be a real key here. So wait a little while until you feel that the timing is right. And then I recommend that you do it this way. Hey, I, I would like to be a better lover to you. I would like to, to, to make, mm-hmm. the, make up for all the years where I was not the kind, gentle, understanding lover, where I was the demanding lover, and I need to change. And the way I can learn how to be this person that I want to be in the bedroom for you, uh, I bought this course that can help me do that, but it takes two people to go through the course. I need you to go through it with me, but it's to help me learn how to be the lover to give you that you what you need. I would suggest that when you feel the timing is right, you do it that way from your standpoint. That's amazing. Amazing advice. Okay. Um, and one last quick question. Mm-hmm. I, I still have unanswered questions about what happened. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I want to ask what happened every single second of the encounter, obviously. And mm-hmm. obviously I'm not going to do that. I, I understand that. But <laughs> do I still need to bring this up and have another conversation with her? Um, about what happened? Or should I just let it? Yeah. Or should I just get over it and let it lie and move forward? My friend, I still have images and I still cringe now and again, thinking yeah. about it, um, but I don't really talk about it. Yeah. You know? I don't think that, I, I don't see how that conversation helps you because if you have that conversation, okay. you get more images. If you get more images, it takes longer to get past them. And uh, I, I mm-hmm. just don't know how that benefits you. I don't see how it benefits her either, but I'm thinking right now in terms of you, and it's not easy to get past. It's not one of those instantly it's all gone and better things. Mm-hmm. But, but with time, with right. time, you can get past this, and you can. It'll be, you guys can have an amazing marriage in the future. Mm-hmm. You can. And, so, and you're so already on the way. I don't bring it up at all, you would say. I don't, even, I, I don't it, bring it up at all. I just move past it and deal with it my own way. Well, of course, you've got to do what you think is right. I can't tell you what to do. Well, right, right. Uh, I'm just saying right. if it were I... I would try to deal with it on my own mm-hmm. r- rather than, than having conversations with her about that. But, hey, you've got to do what you think is best for you, my friend. Um, and if, if it gets Perfect. bad enough, if it, if it bothers you badly enough, you may want to do some coaching with one of our, our folks to help him, probably with a guy, so that the guy can help you think this through. Well, I actually did that. Oh, <laughs> you got coaching too? too. I, 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 I have an Amazon addiction, so when I see something I think might help, I just buy it. With Jim Portone and Amber Nickel helped me out with that, and uh, now it's just about scheduling them. But uh, yeah. uh, thanks for the advice right now. And okay. to anyone else listening out there, I can't even express how much everything that you have on your site and your workshop and your Save My Marriage course, of course, I've bought everything. Uh, but 
every single thing helped uh, save my marriage, and uh, mm-hmm. I can't thank your organization enough. And I, I've already witnessed to two couples I know who have come to me for marriage advice after knowing I went to your workshop and Wonderful. directed them to your website. So, so cool. Um, thank you so much from the thank bottom you, of my, my heart. Mm-hmm. You, thank, thank you, Jason. Thank you. Take care. Oh, I love All calls right. like that. Take care. That guy's awesome. I know. He knew what to do. He didn't just go to the workshop. He learned. He's saying, I know I shouldn't do this. But now he's put me in a predicament. What's that? I've got to give away one of these. Um, <laughs> one of the Sparks. The Sparks is up to seven and a half hours of teaching. Plus, yeah. you stop and do exercises all the way through it. Yeah. So here's what we'll do. Next Monday's program. Ooh. The first person that, that asks us a question about sex in mm. the next program, assuming that they're married, I don't want a 14-year-old calling in and asking me, trying to get this program. No. <laughs> okay, if, if next Monday's program, if you call and ask a question about sex, the first person that, that we get to that we talk about sex next Monday, you will get a free The Spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a few hundred dollars right there. Yeah, it is. That's a, that's a pretty good one. And, and all of, uh, on, on Jason is a gift from him to you. Yeah, that's super special. All right, Joe, one more call. One more call. You got it in yet? I believe you do. I need to ask Jesse. Is my microphone just working? Still working? Because I just dropped my. Uh, <laughs> oh, my pack. I, I just dropped my, my microphone pack on the floor. So uh, we're still on. Okay. We're still alive. Uh, we're still alive. Thank you, Jesse. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go to Josh. Josh, can you hear us? Yes. Yes, I'm here. All right. Great. Josh, Hello. what question do you have for Dr. Beam? Okay, Dr. Beam, uh, my wife is moving out this weekend. Mm. She's going to pay the deposit on her new place today. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you. And um, we're beginning to reach that stage of limerence. You're calling crystallization, I believe, um, where I'm being painted bad guy now in ways that she did not do at first and I did not respond well in her first attack yesterday Mm. so you're a human being huh (laughs) sometimes we humans don't react well to things yeah so I know this is so broad (laughs) but what advice for you do you have for me for the remainder of this week that we are still Cohabitating. Well, back when I was drinking, I would have advised vodka, but I don't do that anymore. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, drinking heavily. Uh, Yeah, that's not a good idea. Trust me. Unfortunately. Trust me. I've I've been to a few AA meetings over my lifetime to get past that, so uh, (laughs) I don't suggest that. My friend, it's going to be painful, and and if anybody tells you it's not, they would just lie to you, and Mm -hmm. we we will not lie to you. We're just not going to do that. If you can, try not to react to the vilification. That's the phrase we give to that thing that she's doing to you. And I know it's hard not to defend yourself, and it's hard not to get mad and upset. But if you can try to remember that what's going on here is that the the brain chemicals going on inside of her head are affecting a lot of what's happening here. And I don't mean that that she doesn't have responsibility. She does have responsibility. But the things that she's No one in her family supports her. Well, actually, that's a good thing in the long run. Uh, I I hope that they continue with that. But if you can, 
Be as patient right. as you can. Try not to react when she attacks you. Understand that a lot of things are going on in there. And uh, are you familiar with our program in terms of, of what pies are and safe place and acceptance and all those as things? As much as I can be. I mean, okay. I'm very short on funds, so I haven't purchased anything at this point. But uh, that would be because, for instance, I needed to help her purchase a vehicle that I felt was safe enough to get her through the winter because I, I still want her to live through this. Yeah. Well, I want her through this too. <laughs> through the winter, and she she was not going to have to drive the little car that I was going to drive, but anyway. Yeah. So here's what I'll do for you, my friend. You give us a call right after the program. You call our uh, office, and you you know say, Dr. Beam told me he would give me the online course. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gift you the online course, okay? And, and, but only, oh, if, you. only if you will go through it, will you? Oh, absolutely. Okay, I'll give you that. Go to the online course, pay attention, listen to it, try to learn those principles, understand that. And I, I can't give it to course to everybody who calls, but um, I admire the fact that even though this is going on, you bought her a car so that she can live. That, make, that tells me you love this woman a lot. And with that kind of love, I want to reward it. And I'm so sorry for the pain that you're in. And it's going to be a tough week. And I would lie to you if I told you differently. And it's going to be a tough week. But it doesn't mean it's the end, okay? It just means that it's going to be tough for a while. And even if though she's putting a deposit and, and, and she might sign a year's lease or whatever those things might be, don't concentrate on those things, okay? Concentrate on the fact that you are going to work on you and do the things that you need to do for you. And, and as we tell people, if, Luckily, if anything works, that will. If anything works, that's will. And that's why I'm going to give you this online course. Uh, and so be sure to call our office. Call back to our office line, which is 615-472-1161. Am I saying that right? 615-472-1161. Call right after this program and say, hey, Dr. Bean promised me that he'd give me this, and, and they'll be waiting for you, and we'll sign you up for that as my gift to you, okay? Thank you very much, Dr. Hey, Joe. You, you hang in there, my friend. It's, well, it's not time to give up yet, buddy, Okay. You love this woman. You hang in there. Mm -hmm. Okay? Thanks. Okay. Thank you, John. <laughs> mm. Love when people are fighting for their marriages. There's so good. much pain out there. There is, but there's so much hope. We loved seeing it. We love seeing, we love being able to help people mm -hmm. and we love it when it works and, and people are able to put those marriages back together, yep. even in deep pain like this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we thank you all for joining us today and we're going to be live again next Monday. We had a ton of callers, a ton of questions. Call back next Monday if we weren't able to get to you. But we're excited about this. We hope you love this new format where you're able to call in, ask questions, and we'd love to hear your feedback on that as well. If there's anything we can do to help you, we're available. You can go to our website at marriagehelper.com. You can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash marriagehelper. We're uploading new videos weekly, uh, multiple, YouTube. And multiple those are free, right? Yeah, all and of then, those are and free. And the, the game I just gave that guy is an online course. If you're ready mm -hmm. for that, 
it actually will take you through 10 different sessions mm -hmm. about things. And each session has a lot of stuff in it that'll help you do things. Mm -hmm. and, and you can find out about that on our website as well or calling our office if you're ready yeah, to get that. Absolutely. Now, we do charge for that. Even though we're a nonprofit, we do have to make enough money to stay in existence and, and, and so our people can pay the rent and things like that. And so if you're ready for that online course, do that. And then sometimes people need our coaching, mm -hmm. which means that we have people, and of course, we have to charge for that as well. But uh, many, many free things we do and the things we charge for, you get a lot more than your money's worth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So if you want to know more about how we can help, advice on which podcast to listen to, how to find them, anything like that, you can call our office and speak with our CR team, our client relations team, or the people who answer our phone might be able to answer some quick questions for you as well. But whatever you might need, we're real people. When you call our office, if, as long as it's during the workday, someone's going to answer the phone and not be able And if you call at robot. night, somebody will call you back the next day. Absolutely. When you okay. leave a voicemail, they will do that. So we'll talk to you all next week. Until then, have a great rest of your week and let us know if we can do anything for you.